been gone a whole week. I have too. <laughs> I know. A whole, whole week. It feels way longer than that. This week, I know. For me, dude, has been just so off. Has it been long or what? It's been long for the fact that it's. I guess it's been long for being a short week. <laughs> yeah. Like, we had, I mean, we had Monday off because of Labor Day. Oh, yeah, and, I uh, forgot. That that always just throws off my perception of time. So, like, I always think it's a day behind. And then um, I went to that concert last night and was out way too late for it being a school night, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, today I've just... I've just been a zombie today, and uh, yeah, the long weekend plus a short week is always—it's just weird. So yeah. I'm I'm ready to reset again. But I still feel like those holidays pertain to us for some reason. I've never let that go. Like I, oh yeah, I, like I'll tell like Nick will be <laughs> ask me to do something. He asked me to do something one day. I was like, dude, it's Labor Day. And he's like, does that count for us? I'm like, why doesn't it count? Right. <laughs> like, did you ask anybody else that worked for us to work today? <laughs> yeah. Not that he calls the shots. I say too many things to make it sound like he runs the show, but he, he <laughs> definitely likes working more than I do. I Yeah. I like to work. I just, I also think it's important to rest. We've talked about this before. But I didn't yeah. do, did you do anything fun? Anything noteworthy? No. Uh, I mean, I guess that's not true. Um, on Monday, um, my girlfriend also had the day off, so we got our last pool day of the season in because oh. my my apartment is stupid and they close the pool the week after Labor Day, no matter what, even oh. though it's usually like 90 degrees through October. Yeah, it's 90 so, degrees here today. Yeah, they definitely could keep it open. They just, you know, they don't, which is a bummer. But um, it, was, it was really the first time. The only time this summer that she and I have been able to go together and just have a day like mm. without everyone else there, like I mm. I expected it to be super busy, but um, I don't know. Every, I guess everybody else in the co- apartment complex had other things to do because it was like us and maybe like ten other people total were at yeah. the pool. So which that's like my ideal, like just super chill like no no like spring break vibes just like everyone enjoying the day so um we did that but the other the other two days like saturday sunday saturday i just had like a normal saturday except for i completely went in the rabbit hole and like wrote this song um oh yeah and i spent seven hours on it (laughs) like i I got home from the gym I, i went and had lunch and then i came home and just like had this idea in my head that I wanted to work on and I uh, started working on it. And then um, sooner or just like all of a sudden my girlfriend texted me and was like, Hey, do you want to go get a drink? I was like, aren't you still working? She's like, I just got off. I was like, wait. And I looked up and the sun was like, I hadn't even realized that the sun had gone down. Like I was just like, what happened? That's good. But I, yeah, I was working on this, working on this project um, all day Saturday. And then Sunday I just laid around like a bum. Yeah, that's good. That yeah. I was thinking about the pool thing you said. It's funny because what happens to me is I always say, "Oh, everybody's gonna be there, so let's right. not do it." But I bet everyone thinks that also. You know what yep. I mean? Like, right. oh, that's our favorite brunch spot. 
and it's Sunday um, at 11 o'clock. Everyone's going to be going. And then we drive by it on the way to somewhere else, and there's no one there. I'm like, God. Yeah. I bet mm. everyone thought everyone would be there, so no one went. Anyways, right. that's probably what happened at the pool. But dude, yeah, that kind of goes. Assume, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say either that or like everyone went to the lake because usually it's the last lake oh, yeah. day of the season, too, or something. But, you know, whatever. What were um, you going to say? Um, I was going to say something about the, uh, oh, the music thing. You said you worked on that song. Um, that's cool. That's sort of like what we talked about in last week's episode. I think, I think it was last week's where you, yeah, like you, there's something about that, like passion project or whatever that you just, you love doing mm. it. Like no one paid you mm-hmm. a dime to do that. Hopefully, you know, it maybe, will be that. Maybe someday. <laughs> but, but I, I have to think that way too. And that also yeah. goes along with the not uh, not wanting to do anything unless it matters. And so if right. you have in the back of your mind, like, well, maybe this could be used somewhere sometime. Right. Then, then it feels... I know. That's kind of, I mean, I kind of ruined it too because mm-hmm. I went into that experience, like, because we had that conversation last week and then mm-hmm. my sister texted all of us and was like shared some oh, of her yeah, thoughts right. on it about how um, she thought we needed to try to, you know, stop being sociopaths and think that everything needs to be monetized in some way. But <clears throat> Jeez, pray, right? um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, sir. So I went in, I, I went into that, that experience kind of trying to keep that mindset of like, I'm just doing this for the sake of doing it. Like there's no, no pressure to like, cause sometimes I sit down in front of my computer, um, with the intent of like making something. But in the back of my head, I always have this like this goal of just impressing someone. Yeah. Like I literally think to myself, I want to send this to people and then yeah. be like, damn, that's cool. Yeah. We're alike in that way. Yeah. I went into this and I was just like, just just work on the thing. Like don't mm-hmm. think about anything else, which that's mm-hmm. like a hard headspace for me to get myself into. But yes. Um, I think that's why I was actually able to actually finish something as opposed to normally I get frustrated and then just delete everything I do. Dude, there's there's away. so many songs that I work on that will never go anywhere, you know? And maybe they would yeah. if I was like solo or something, but there's always like that nick check, you know what I mean? Right. Um but like there's one of my favorite songs I've ever written. It was it was work at John Deere. It was during the pandemic as not that it's over or anything, but, um, and I got this bottle of whiskey called redemption that I haven't had before. And there was just something about the name that just like really got me Mm. in this headspace. And it was actually a night I came down. A lot of people don't know that you and I during 2020, we, we worked on a lot of music together, like bounced it back and forth and like, right. Um, that was that was a lot of fun. I came down to do something similar to what you did the other day, but I just picked up my acoustic and started into this bottle and um I I worked on this song that I I really loved and Nick actually really liked it too. We just felt like there wasn't a place for it on the new record. So mm. that happens a lot like it'll be on the back burner and then it'll yeah. it'll come around again. I mean, that's Ghost Talker, um, the last record we released was majority of it. I would say about fifty percent of it was songs that we had for a long time and that we mm. like brought back and completely changed. 
And mm-hmm. then, you know, like even for the new album that we've been working on, we, it all, it's like acoustic stuff in a basement because you got to be quiet because everybody's sleeping. And then you get into the studio and it's like, there's not even <laughs> acoustic guitar in that song, you know, yeah. or whatever. And right. you're building it. That's, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm glad you did that. I'm glad that you, you worked that out. And it makes me feel like, crap because like for two hours a day i worked on trying to make a really old video game work on my new computer uh in (laughs) in the scripts and the command files so um i wish i would in the command line i should have done that instead but i think that's that we don't have to rehash out this whole conversation but i think that was that's like the takeaway from last week is that Mm -hmm. it is okay to do those like to just get the game to work if yep. that's something that you feel like you need to do, you know. Yeah. But that that's part of our programming is that we like exactly. don't feel like that's acceptable. Even From, like I told a I told another friend just last night, um, she asked me if I had been playing with you guys very often recently, and I said no, just because of the way that, you know, life is right now. And uh I said, I've been working on my own music here and there and stuff. And she's mm-hmm. like, Oh, so like where does that go when you when you do that? And I know she was only asking because she's interested in like supporting it if she can, or like if I have music on Spotify that no one knew about to like be able to check it oh, out. Right? right. Right. I know that's why she was asking like mm-hmm. of good intention, mm-hmm. but in my, my lizard brain, I was like, like shut up, man, I, I guess I should stop working on this music. Cause it's like not going on Spotify. Right? Like, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just doing it for fun. So like, why should I even do it? And it's like, no yeah. dude, like you should still do the thing. Because I think you need, I, you need that. After last week talking, I thought about it a lot. Um, that conversation kind of wrecked me, but I've realized a lot of it for me is about being able to have full control of something, even if it's mm. you know just making an old game work. Like, there's something about being able to be finished with that and feel uh, satisfied with, you know, like I don't even play the game. I just wanted to to make it look good, and then I shut it off. I didn't even play yeah. it. I spent two hours working on it. And that's the same with, like you said, what you worked on the other night. You got to have that sense of accomplishment. And and I felt that with what we were doing um, last year with mm-hmm. the the songs we were making. We were kind of just... We were kind of just letting whatever happened happen. Like we'd write like a funk track or something, and then we'd write almost like an EDM. And then you had that one like key track that was like heavy piano. Mm, yeah. And then I didn't even know that you could play the piano. And so well, I, I um, can't really. But. <laughs> but it was cool. I think um, it, it did give me a lot of motivation, and it gave me something to look forward to at the end of the day. And and I was the same mm. as you. I would come down here at like five o'clock, five thirty after dinner, and I would just uh like spend six hours. And then mm. and then Chelsea would be like, Are you uh are you coming up? And I'd be like, Oh shit, it's eleven o'clock and Yeah. It's just so weird how passions like stuff you enjoy doing, you I know they have to say like time flies when you're having fun, but it's so much more than that. And you know? Yeah. It, it's not even so much the fun thing though. It's just like I, I'm a, I'm a weird in that I have a hard time focusing on things, but when I get focused on something, I hyper fixate on it. Mm -hmm. Like it's a, it's a, it's a thing that I deal with. Like, it's really hard for me to get into a task, but then once I'm into it, like I, that's all I can do. It's like a wormhole thing for me. Yeah. 
um, yesterday, my mom was my brother's Spotify. Nick Spotify is set up on like the kitchen TV upstairs, mm. and mom has been playing like like songs for rivers, like baby songs. Ah, uh. um, and so Nick came up from his workout. And was like, what the hell's going on with my Spotify? <laughs> and uh, he wasn't mad at all. He was just like, mom was like, should I change it? And Nick's like, no, it's fine. Honestly, it's fine. It doesn't matter. And yeah. and we're not here all the time either. So, um, But then mom was like, no, you should get me set up on my own. Well, mom's password was wrong and mm. like all this thing. And you're trying to do that with a TV remote. And it's just like... Mm pain in the ass um yeah but nick i mean i was eating breakfast and nick had been at this for like 45 minutes and i was like you want me to take over so you can eat and he was like you know he's like he looked at me he's like i'm a talbot <laughs> he's like i will finish this yeah there's it something about just like getting <laughs> something to work like knowing that you got it to work or something you so or stupid yeah yeah and like the QR scan thing wasn't working on your phone. It was it was mm. all this stuff. But anyways, yeah. That I have felt like since our last conversation that I've been a lot more mindful of like accomplishing things and then letting them go without expecting some kind of return from it. Mm. Um another thing you said too, not not to talk about this again forever, but the the aspect of sharing, um, after you get done with something, that's, that has always been me. And, you know, for example, like when I worked on that game today, I didn't, you're the only person I could tell that and be interested in. And like, it's right. not even interesting enough to talk about on the podcast, <laughs> but, but <laughs> like, that's are. the first thing I wanted to do, you know? Uh-huh. And it, and there is some kind of, it's, it's really odd. Like, I think you want validation for the time spent or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what it is. What What do you think it is? Like you get done with working on a song like that, and you want to send it to me, or or show Lauren when she comes home, or yeah, what is that? What's that come from? Yeah, I don't know. I think if it was really, if I was really after like pats on the back, I would have like posted it to my Instagram story yeah. and like really SoundCloud. shared it in mass. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have done the SoundCloud thing, but I only. <laughs> Like a lot of people don't know this about me. There are all, I've made a lot of music, and yeah. probably ten people have heard any of it. You know, right. it's like always the same the same select group of people. Because I I'm not an artist. Like I I don't have these aspirations of like posting music on Spotify or or anything mm. like this. But um, for some reason, it is it is important for me that people who are important to me know that I'm like doing this thing oh, because it's, it's such like a, a personal thing to me, I guess. But mm. on the flip side of that, like I don't want to be the person that says that I am a musician and have nothing to show for it. Like if someone right. asked me, okay, like show me something you did. Like mm. it's, it's kind of cool to be able to just like pull it out and then be like, Oh, okay, this is cool. But well, so much of the, validation from it is how many people are listening to it right like Mm. if i'm on an airplane and someone asks about my guitar that i threw up above and they're like oh you're a musician and i say yeah i love not going into it like it's cool for me for them to just think that i'm playing at some coffee shop somewhere or something exactly but like when they 
start to dig in a little bit, um, I will usually show them our Spotify or something, and then they see the numbers, and you can see their eyes kind of widen. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what if I didn't show you that? Like, what if I would have just brought up a Dropbox link of a song we've been working on? Right. I should I should have got your response on that. Let right. you just think I'm just nobody. I mean, right. not that I feel like somebody. But then, but then later, you know, because I, I always say, well, it's on Spotify or whatever. You guys, you can check it out. And that is always something, too. People are mm-hmm. like, oh, you're on Spotify. Oh, it's on it's Spotify. Like, well, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff on Spotify. <laughs> like, really, I, really anyone can put anything on Spotify. Yeah, exactly. There's not like a, there's not a real long list of, uh, exactly. you know, requirements. But Not, not a lot of hoops. But I, I wonder what that is about the validation like coming from, well, for you, you said you don't want to be like, yeah, here's my music. And then someone goes and listens to it, and then they say, "Well, like, well, who is this guy though? Like, nobody knows him." And you don't, right. you don't just sit there and explain, um, "Hey, I'm not about just, I'm not trying to get like a hundred thousand listens. I'm just, I want to put right. this music to share." Right. And I think there's probably a lot of people that are mu- artists and musicians that that feel that same way, like, mm. like. If it if you do like your job, your nine to five or whatever, and then you want to share music, how do you do it comfortably without, you know, Jake Culey is not posting on his Instagram every day with his drum fills right. and like stuff he's working on. Yeah, how do you do that comfortably? It, I don't know, man. Some people do. Feel, yeah. Some people do. I'm, not just very not good. <laughs> I'm just not that guy. You almost need like a stage name and just like do yeah. it anonymously or something. Yeah, but you should have went by something else for sure. Yeah. I've always name. thought about how cool it would be to like start a solo thing because I love like the indie acoustic stuff too. Like um, it's a different vibe from what we're doing now and even different from where we started as Talbot Brothers, but... I always thought it would be cool to like do my own project and call it something else. But I also feel like that's a little on the nose. Like if someone found that, they'd be like, oh yeah, of course you're doing this because right. that's what every, you have a brother and you can't do what every brother band musician by does, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I struggle yeah. with that sometimes. I think yeah. I think it would be fun though. Probably worth it would be. trying. I will say, um, that like season that we were in just sending each other tracks back and forth. We did that for, for probably like six months or so. Um, yeah. Peak quarantine. Mm-hmm. That was one of the only times that I've actually felt like I was working on something just for yeah. the sake of like doing it, not for yep. the sake of like making anything happen. I say. And uh fun little Easter egg, the intro and outro music to this podcast is one of those songs that we, Oh my we gosh. Did. We never even talked about that. We've, we've never brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that guitar lick, um, that guitar lick, I spent at least six hours on the guitar with my amp plugged in as low volume as possible with a microphone in front of it, just trying to get that, mm-hmm. you know, just right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like a tone nerd or anything like that. Um, for people that don't give a shit about it, there's guitar players like me who just play it so that there's something to carry the song. And then there's guitar players like Nick who will spend 
hours just trying to make like three notes sound really good. Like right. a ton of the time in the studio is Nick being like, no, I don't really like the tone. And everyone's like, <laughs> sounds great. Like, right. Well, what if I got in the on the mic and was like, should I sing a oh instead of a ah? Or uh-huh. everyone would just want to kill me. But just say the word. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was really fun. That was like, same. I I felt like I was accomplishing things like every day. And sometimes we had this conversation, you and I, that it was just about like getting done by the end of that night. Yeah. And like just finish it, and then. We'd both be working or, like, you'd be working out or whatever, and we'd, like, share what we worked on the night before. Mm-hmm. But there was, like, a gratification to that, like, the return of you hearing it. And um, the nice part about you and I, too, is that we're not just, like, dude, this is so good. Like, right. It's amazing. <laughs> just let it go. It mm-hmm. was, like, um, oh, what if you did this there? Or, like, I want to add this or whatever and um yeah but i there's a guy um do you remember this guy parker lowry from carney mm-hmm. who did this record he he went by plain fire yeah and it was super good do you remember this yeah i remember and, and he put the he put it on soundcloud and it was just always free and it was just something he wanted to do he did it was all instrumental stuff he did the guitar um percussion everything in between pad strings whatever midi i don't know what he did but i remember um it was like year two into like really trying to do talbot brothers and he released this record um on like facebook and soundcloud like that was it and i remember listening to that and just being like oh my god like this is there's something about the way you can be unleashed when you don't give a shit what happens. Right. It's a freedom, you know, most people would say, well, if you don't really care, then maybe it's going to sound like crap. But I think there's, there's something that happens when you, you don't expect a return or, or you really say like, I, I'm guessing Parker said, it'd be cool if like someone at Atlantic records heard this, but Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to pursue that. Like, I just wanted to make this. And, like, that's when you get into this thing of um, selfish art, which Nick and I talk about a lot. Like, that at face value sounds weird, but if you're being very, if you're actually putting out what you feel like is heavy on you or whatever, there will be people like organically, truly that connect with, with that. Right. Like instead of trying to make people dance at a show for two hours, why not just make them like really feel what you've been feeling? And if they don't mm. feel that way, then who gives a shit? Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, so that's a good segue to something else I wanted to talk about. So I went to the need to breathe concert last night mm. and Nick asked me today like what my favorite part of the show was and I told him that my favorite part was how significant that night seemed to feel for everyone on stage 
You know, like a lot of times you go see a band play and like you can kind of tell they're just doing the rock star thing and they're like, you know, whatever. But I felt like because of everything that had happened in the last year and a half or whatever, everyone in that room was kind of in the same position of like needing that night for the same reasons. Mm. Right. And it, it felt like a very selfless exchange of energy between like the crowd and wow. the band. Like it, it was, it was very strange. And I know it's, it's only like loosely related to what you just said, but um, I remember like as soon as, the opening band played their first note. I just felt like overcome with this like wild wave of emotion. Like That's awesome. <laughs> I, I had tears in my eyes at multiple yeah. points at that concert just because I, mm. I, I don't know. Like I was thinking about like making music. I was thinking about how it'd been so long since I had played a show. But mm. then I was also just thinking about all the people in that room that like, you know, probably had put their lives on hold for the last year and a half to some capacity. And then also all the musicians and the crew and all these people that like are finally able to do something that they enjoy again. And I know people will have their, th their opinions about whether or not we should be doing concerts now or whatever. But in that night, in that moment, those like four or five hours where that show was going on, I truly felt like I could forget about all of that. And mm. it, it felt like everybody was on that same page and, everyone had their masks on and like we had to show vaccine cards or, oh, right. um, or negative COVID tests to get in. So it was kind of like in the right. back of your mind, but it's like once the show started, all that stuff melted away. And I, mm. th the significance of that show for all the bands, like it, it, it was palpable, like in the air, mm. it was the second show of that tour. None of those bands had toured since like a year and a half ago or whatever. Mm. And I just, it, it to, to your point of like selfish art, um, that just it it just really felt like it was an even transaction. I guess is mm. is what I'm trying to say. Like it, it was very yeah. I've dude. never I've never been at a show and felt that way. And when I've seen them before, and the last time I saw them was or um, Need to Breathe anyway was like maybe three or four years ago, but it was probably more. But anyway, I I felt like they were really coming into this. There's something about this attitude of like I don't give a shit what you think. Mm -hmm. I'm I've said shit a lot during this episode because Nick isn't <laughs> here and I'm trying to make up for how he says it once an episode. Our shit quota. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm maximizing on it, but there was this this feeling I out in the crowd, I remember. I remember when their intro song started and the band walked down. It those guys just do something so cool. And mm -hmm. I think there is this feeling of like, we're, we don't really, in not a bad way, we don't really care. Right. If you want to be here, we want to do this. Like right. they, they want to play that show, whether there's a hundred people there or 2000 people like, right. And to get to that point with stuff that we create to just get to the point where you have to make it and then and then try to share it and see what happens like that that has been kind of more of my focus for a little while now and you saw one of like I think need to breathe or 
they're one of the best bands live because mm-hmm. they are just like you listen to the records and they pull back. Yeah. Like it's it's very cool and it feels good and stuff, but when they play live, they just don't do that. Like they Dude, just they don't pull any punches. <laughs> well, yeah. they just like um I wondered um because Bo so one of the br- the brother in the band that played kind of more like the lead stuff, mm-hmm. he's not there, right? Right. So how did Bear, the the lead singer, did he kind of fill the... He played a lot more solo stuff, like lead stuff. I bet stuff. he wanted to, though. And, dude, there was, a, <laughs> there was a couple times. There was one time specifically, like, obviously I don't know exactly what was going through his head, but he was up on the box... Mm. all the lights were off spotlight on him and he was playing this like ridiculous guitar something i've never heard him play before because he doesn't usually play lead like that but just like like he wanted to show part of me was like he wanted to show everyone like yeah i've effing know how to play this guitar like you can come to need to breathe and still feel like you're getting everything right but then there was part of me that felt like he was doing that to like Pay homage to his brother, who usually Damn. played played some killer guitar solos. Damn, too, that's heavy. There was there was something, <laughs> dude. I just I remember watching that happen. Like this mm. mofo came to play, dude, and that that was the the sentiment really of the of the whole night. Like everyone was there to play, but yeah, they the weird part was they have they have that other guitar player with the long hair. I I don't know their names, but then they also had a third guitar player that I had oh. never seen before, but he looked enough like Bo for me to think that Bo had come back (laughs) because we we weren't like front and center on the stage you know and like my my eyes aren't aren't that great even with my glasses so like for like Mm. 20 minutes of the show before they put that guy's face up on the screen are you sure I was like is that Bo why would he be in the back like that maybe I'll just chill in the back and just right yeah (laughs) wow that's super interesting I and the the venue looked cool too and it, dude, there's something, you know, we're kind of coming back into, and I know it's kind of iffy right now and like, how's it going to go? But I bet there's a reason. I looked up a lot about them uh, last night since you were going to the show just to kind of like get in in touch with what was happening. But they called their tour Into the Mystery. Yeah, that's the their newest album is called that, I think. And I feel like that is so in tune with like everything right like nick and i have this um this opening tour coming up in the fall and you know it was booked back in early this year when there was like a big light at the end of the tunnel and now i I feel like there's kind of like a little light at the end of the tunnel it's still there um but this guy's coming from the uk and he's got a pretty good following i don't know where they're from or whatever but um he's coming i don't know where his followers are from but he's coming to do like a northeast tour um and so we're going to open for him on that but we booked that back before um everybody kind of started to get nervous again like i don't mm-hmm. know how you feel but i i have sort of felt a little bit nervous again like the last yeah. And and maybe it was like it's just like America to just jump the gun and be like right. everything's good, you know, man. Like Labor Day, I'm gonna go down to the beach. <laughs> right. you know, <laughs> we don't right. care. But um, 
I into the mystery, which is what they named their tour and and their record. I didn't know that was the name of the record, but that is totally fitting because everything Nick and I have been doing this whole year um, without you guys so far has felt very like I don't even I don't know how to like do you get somewhere and do you like shake hands or do you just mm. like and you wear your mask when you come in, but then when you get on stage, there's only, like, everyone's sparse, so it's like, mm. could we just not wear a mask for this? And then after a meet and greet and stuff at the at the merch table, it's like, which put them back on, and then there's a lot of people wearing them and some aren't. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I'd, I'd, I'm not trying to talk about COVID right now, but I never got sick. So yeah. it's it's just this weird trying to figure out h- how it's going to go now. Right. And so that's really interesting what you said about when you, you went to the show, you felt like they needed to do it. You felt like everyone there like needed to be at the show. And, right. And you felt safe with the the um, kind of the, the precautions that were put in place before. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I am vaccinated, so I care. I mean, I still care, but I worry about it significantly less than I normally would. You know, people are going to say what they're going to say about the vaccine. We're not going to talk about it on this podcast, but (laughs) I mean, everybody had their masks on. Like I, there -hmm. were some people who ended up pulling them down. Like I'm, I'm going to admit I ended up pulling mine down just because it fogs up my glasses, but (laughs) we were we were also not close to anyone. Like, yeah, it was it was interesting because I felt like people, except for the mob that was like right at the front of the stage. So, like, to put this in perspective, this was a th- it was in a theater, but there was kind of three levels of standing room. So, mm-hmm. like, the front front level is you know all the people that were right up front and center, and I I saw all those people wearing their masks, which I was mm. shocked by. Wow. But then, like, yeah. as as you got up. Um, further up from the stage, it, it kind of seemed like people were sectioning off into like their little groups of people. Mm. Um, so we were, my girlfriend and I, and then two of our friends um, were there and we were like kind of off in the corner. No one was really close to us. So, um, you know, we we felt comfortable pulling our masks down, which mm-hmm. come for me if you want, you know, whatever. I, I don't care. <laughs> I'm happy to have that conversation, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, but. Might. In general, I, yeah, I felt like it was done. It was handled really well. Like all the crew was wearing were wearing masks. Like the bartenders and you know everything. Everyone that worked there had masks on and stuff. And um, I was I was nervous because this is the first thing that I've been to where they required you to show a negative test or mm. your vax card or something to get in. And I was and you I, have that, but yeah. like you're well, I, I've spent enough time on toxic TikTok recently, just like watching <laughs> Karen videos and just yeah. stuff that I shouldn't watch because it drives me nuts. But I was really nervous that we were going to see someone or you know some something happen to ruin the night, like someone put on a sh- a, a scene or fight back or whatever. And, and maybe yeah, it seems happened. like like every airplane video, right? Like there's been a lot of. Yeah, and maybe it happened and we just didn't see it, but we luckily did Hopefully. not see didn't see any of that. So, yeah. Wow, that's so cool. I I want to they're playing at Red Rocks um tomorrow, I think. So that would make sense. They're coming from you to Yeah. Do you think they did a Nebraska stop or No, I don't I think they 
They did St. Louis and then Kansas City, and then I think they were going straight to Red Rocks from there. It's maybe tomorrow. Yeah, it's or tomorrow. I think they had the day off. Cool. Yeah, I wanted... I really wanted to go. I I have a flight on Saturday out of Denver, so I was thinking maybe we could go a day early, but we haven't taken the baby to a concert yet, and I don't mm. really know how. He has those earmuffs, you know? Yeah. But, like, um, Nick had some tickets, and he, he wanted to give them to us, and but they were, like, front row. Yeah. And so I was like, ah. I don't want my baby's skin to melt off like up front. <laughs> right. You know, I just want him to like if yeah. we had like some nosebleeds or like mid whatever, maybe it'd be better. But um yeah, they're yeah, need to breathe is like we don't talk about them as near as much as we should, but like the first time I saw them was the first time I saw a band live that I really enjoyed. Um yeah. I saw John Mayer like during that kind of weird record era after Continuum. Um, mm-hmm. It was Heartbreak Warfare or something like that. Yeah. That was a great, a good record for a John Mayer fan, but like not a, not the majority of people. Like I think tickets went on sale a couple of weeks before for like super cheap. But yeah, um, Nick and I went to that. And I think kind of same feel that you had when you saw those guys come out. Like, whoa. These guys really want to be here. And yeah. It, and it felt like John Mayer wanted to be there. And I remember when we saw Need to Breathe play in, I think it was Kansas City. Is there an outdoor venue there with like a bridge up above? You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, yeah. I'm not going to try to get into it, but yeah. they had a bus up there. I think so, yeah. Outdoor, and they had this bus. And so the opener got done. And then, um, Need to Breeze uh, walk on song started. It was that. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they they walked all the way across the bridge and everyone was losing their minds. And then they walked down like to the sidewalk beside the stage and everyone was losing their minds. And then they got on stage and they just came into the song that was playing mm. over the speakers like flawlessly. And I was mm. like, oh. Like the fact that me and Nick just get up on stage sometimes and go like, "Hey, how's everybody doing?" <laughs> and I know. Then we just start playing, you know. It yeah. like makes you want to be professional. Right. Yeah. We we've talked about this a couple times. How like you and I have a hard time just going to concerts because we're always like analyzing. Oh, oh my so god! Yeah. I did not turn that part of my brain off, unfortunately. But I was taking <laughs> some major like they're whoever their um like music director is or whoever like is their product like live live producer is a genius like Mm -hmm. they they always have the best production um and i i mean i think they would the thing about their production and i think this is important for bands that are like looking to get into this next like caliber of complexity for their shows Mm -hmm. i feel Mm -hmm. like you could strip away all that stuff and it still would be a killer show yeah like like it only adds but it doesn't take away like if you really pull back on it but they have mm-hmm. these like for this tour they have these two like giant screens like giant horizontal screens that span the stage like one on top of each other and so they they implemented that when they're like intro walkout they played this like video and they kept playing these like pre-recorded videos which i thought was really cool mm-hmm. um and just the lights and and all of that is yeah they they're showmen for sure but they they do it in such a 
such a natural way. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but so good. I don't want to get too deep into it, you know, because I know we've talked about it a little bit before. Um, maybe not much, but you said like you were there and you weren't able to shut off your analytical mind for like what was happening. Mm-hmm. And, um, Nick and I were, so we've been out for almost three weeks just doing um, some backyard shows and some of them were like outdoor festivals and stuff. It's been really good. But but we were like two weeks into it and Nick was like, um, we kind of have this rule in the morning where it's like we don't listen to music because we'll just mm. get pissed off. Yeah. At, and it's just too much after you've spent all night doing it and... um. But he, like, just finally kind of came out and asked me. I feel like he's been wanting to ask me for a while. He's like, why don't you want to listen to this new music? Like, he's Mm. always, Nick is so good, and you know this too. He's so good about, like, finding new bands. And, like, he really is into the the scene of at least the music that we should like. Yeah. Like, he has great band recommendations. Um but just with this one morning, he's like, hey, you want to listen to this new song by Patrick Droney? Which is, honestly, he he is so, this guy is so good that it just makes me feel lower than low yeah. to listen to him. Because he is a great singer. He mm-hmm. is a great lyricist. And he is a great guitar player. Right. And I am like, maybe two of those things. But not even as good <laughs> as he yeah. is. So, so, like, when I listen to to his music, I really just get, like, I'm driving and I got, like, two hands on the wheel. And I'm just, like, white knuckling, like, God, this son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so good. But Nick, the other morning, he was like, why don't you want to listen to, he, he just released a new song. And I know you love this, guys. And I was like, I can't, for me, it almost feels like I'm studying because when I listen to a guy like that, that I love everything he does, like I already know that I'm going to, his new song, I'm going to enjoy every aspect of it. I can't disassociate what it means for me and my job mm-hmm. apart from him. I can't just listen and enjoy it. And I want right. to, like, I'll go listen to Bill Withers or Rayleigh Montaigne. I like Rayleigh Montaigne because he's doing a different thing, but I I fully enjoy what he's doing. And yeah. so I can disassociate from that guy. Like my voice doesn't sound like him. And I if, try to be as if you tried, it'd, they'd be like, he's trying to be like Rayleigh Montaigne. He's trying to be like Rayleigh Montaigne. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I like him because I'm I'm not him. And but I get a lot of inspiration from him. And I know I bring him up a lot like Maybe he's old news, I don't know. But um, like Nick, I finally explained to Nick, I was like, if I listen to a guy like this who's like right now, he's a right now guy. Like he just got signed on a really good label and he's putting out a ton of great music. He put out this new record after um, 2020 that just – Probably lyrically, especially one of the best albums I've heard in a long time. And mm. so Nick's like wants to show me this new song. I'm like, dude, I it's 10 a.m. I woke up an hour ago. I don't want to listen. I don't want to go to work. It, yeah. It take it takes me to work. And 
the reason I haven't bought a need to breathe ticket since I saw them live is because when I saw them live, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like this just makes me, and I'm sure you felt the same way. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you got done with that show and went home. You're like, you just want to play drums. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't do it. If I listen to a guy like that and, and I'm on the road, all I want to do is pull over and play my guitar. And I don't, nobody got time for that. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting thing. And like, I, there are a lot of times where I've been to shows and just been sitting in frustration for that same reason because I'm just like, these mm -hmm. guys are so good. And like, yeah. I should, I should be practicing, like, I should practice more, yeah. you know, whatever the thing is. And there were glimpses of that um, at the show last night. Like, their drummer is so good and so underrated. Um, so I mean, tight. They, they gave him a lot of credit, but in, t in terms of like other musicians even knowing is who it still he is, that most Randall Randall Harris? Yeah, yeah, the gl big glasses. Yeah, yep. Just like you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's he's super good, and but I don't know. I, when I go to shows anymore, I I pay a lot more attention to like the things that separate like these bands from like the level of shows that we play you know and like mm -hmm. a lot of that is like the stage production and um mm. the seamlessness of everything like they yes. they don't spend much time talking they play like three yes. songs at a time and there are even times where they're like transitioning guitars and all this which is usually the time where someone will feel like they have to fill that time with you know to keep the people entertained fill that with banter but they just like don't just do it yeah. which They're I just thought like was someone really cool. playing something right yeah. like it just or like there's a big swell before the song or something and like well the lead guy is changing guitars yeah. it doesn't matter because you're still like something's about to happen right it's interesting yeah you noticed that i'm sure yeah they I'm they bad. have it's not just them like a lot of bands yeah. once once they get once they get a, a label that is funding their tour and all however all that mm -hmm. works you know they have a lot more resources at their disposal and are able to be more creative with with things like that but yeah it also helps to have a whole crew of people you know behind literally backstage mm -hmm. prepping everything and having a a track tech and all this stuff but we didn't talk about um did we talk about the the lincoln show on one of the podcasts yet um i think uh, we've, the we've referred to it but not like at oh, length. man, we showed up. So Nick and I were doing duo. This We had a little break between that and what we have been doing for the last few weeks. But Nick and I showed up at this show with like, we, I don't know why, but we brought our trailer. Oh, this is what it was. We played this festival in like this small southern Nebraska town and we needed full equipment. We had to use our subs and everything. Um, mm -hmm. So we had the trailer with us, and it made more sense for us to take it with us to go to this Lincoln, Nebraska show and then bring it down there. Then it made more sense for us to drop it off. At, so like mom and dad's, which I hope no one knows where it is, but that's where we keep everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of equipment there. Um it's in the center of the United States, so we don't have right. to worry about it. But we we uh, brought the trailer down to this sh to uh, the Lincoln Show in Nebraska, 
and we had fully expected to use our little, we have this Bose um, system that's like a little sub and a tower. And it's mm-hmm. good. They say when you buy it, it's, like, it's good for like 500 people. Right. Which is cool, right? But we show up at this place and the stage, the outdoor stage is like 200 feet from the the closest row. Right. And we have all, and and as we're setting up, there's just people rolling in. And by the time we're done sound checking, there is like 500 people for mm-hmm. this thing. And they're way over there. So we set up all this big equipment. And I... I honestly just felt like I wanted to put on the show that you were that you're talking about with Need to Breathe. Like we yeah. could just and I hadn't expected it and like within a few hours I had to kind of switch the mindset of like this is a hangout, like chill, we're gonna talk a lot, it's duo, yeah. talk about the songs to like we need to put it on a show now. And the show is totally what you talked about with these guys um last night like the show is everything it's it's very rehearsed more than you even think but because of that there is not room for these kind of like inauthentic i don't know what the hell i'm saying right things and that and and your sister was at this show and lincoln and she talked to us after, and she's like, did you guys, like, know what you were going to say? And I was like, Sarah, I I thought this was going to be, like, a winery, podunk, hangout, yeah. like, maybe 200 people. and But this became, like, this whole other thing. So, like, when you and I and Nick and the band, we play a show, like, the Bourbon Theater in Lincoln, which is obviously way more serious and bigger than that that winery we played um i try to just shut up yeah because there's like so much that we can do and when we rehearse we can do those like swells in between like there's something happening mm-hmm. you don't need the lead singer to get on the mic and tell some shitty joke like right just let the music happen and everyone's still feeding off of it just give like a continuous stream of like I bet last night the sound never stopped. For for like, the most part, yeah. Yeah. Like when you got there till the end, there was some kind of like feed of this is a thing. Like this right. is an animal. Right. Yeah. And I think I think some artists are like hesitant or against yeah. against it because it's not quote unquote genuine when everything is pre-planned out or, or whatever. But I think when you stop thinking of this goes back to the selfish artist thing. When you stop thinking mm-hmm. about it of like what you want versus like the people that are consuming that experience, like you want that experience cover to cover to be like satisfaction to them, you yes. know, and fulfilling and, and check all the boxes. And like we, we joke when it's just the three of us hanging out, we kind of joke about like how lame the like chanting one more song at the end of a concert is. <laughs> and like the kind of like mysterious walkout thing. It, it is all very like hand wavy and everybody knows what's going to happen. But mm. for the audience, like 
it's a lot they more significant it. to them. And yeah. like when the band is like just coming out and there's like walkout song and all the lights cut out and then like they kind of one by one trickle onto stage, like that adds to that experience because it helps propel that anticipation. Like it propels the energy. But like Dude. when a band just kind of like stumbles out on stage and like everything is like we have we have an experience like that where everything kind of went wrong with the walkout and it just it really felt awkward. Like yeah. there's a reason for that. Like I feel like, like that stuff out. matters. Yeah. Um I get with these like you know, for the band for the size that we are and like trying to do some of these backyard shows and stuff that that people have been booking, like there's not a green room, right? right. So you get done playing and hopefully, I mean, nine times out of ten, there's like the one more song thing. Mm-hmm. But there's like nowhere you can go. Yeah. So you're so we're like in the backyard and like there's like a fence. We could jump the neighbor's fence. I don't even know. We just we stay there. We yeah. like kind of hang our stuff up, and they're like, "Come on, play another one." Yeah. So we want to like we yeah. bands that like that kind of thing. I mean, like we save a couple songs to play mm-hmm. in case people want one more. It's on mm-hmm. the set list. It's down at the bottom. There's a space. I always square it off. I mean, it's bullshit, but but I love doing it. And there's like something to what we have been missing for the last couple of years where like you actually get to get off. And you you and Nick have both told me like, dude, get off. Yeah. Like when then when it's the last song and we have a couple more, just get off the stage because people want People want to feel like you came back on because of them. Right. And when when we play some of these like backyard shows, it's like there's nowhere to go. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it, like, it, it does kind of depend on the venue. Like if yeah. the theatrics of it quickly fall apart when there's nowhere to disappear <laughs> yeah. to. You know? and, and the same joke I make all the time, and I'm sorry about anyone who's had us at a backyard show that's listening, but... The same joke I make all the time is there's no backstage. So we <laughs> wanted you to have us do two more and we're going to yeah. do it. And like, it's great. You know, it's it. And I really feel like, you know, on this, um, this run we've been doing the last few weeks, people have been like, we just can't believe you're here. And yeah. it's like, Man, we we might not be playing because of everything that's been going on if you guys wouldn't have booked us here. So right. there is like this mutual respect. And like you said, um, even though this year has it's been much smaller, there is a there is a return. There's mm. like this circle of like we are very appreciative to have people listening. And and people out there are appreciative to be able to be listening to a live show. You know? Yeah. Just whatever it is. So, yeah. I, man, I'm so glad you went to that show last night and, like, felt really good about it. I, I don't think there's anyone that probably goes to those guys' shows and feels like... That sucked. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> right. always good. They're, yeah. They give it a big damn about yeah they do a great job and i i will say like i know the last year and a half or you know and probably continuing on for the next few months or however long has been really hard and really shitty for a lot of people but 
I will say that one thing I got out of it is I will no longer take the opportunity to see bands that I love live for granted. You know, I always used to be like, that's going to be on like a Wednesday. I don't want to go down. Yeah, they'll be around. I'll see them next time. And then like (laughs) I went two years without being able to see a band that I love, you know, so um, I feel like a lot of people are now going to have this newfound appreciation for playing music live and also um, consuming music live. So that's at least cool. Very cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to another episode, Similar Vein Podcast. Be sure to rate and subscribe if you haven't already, and check us out on Instagram at Similar Vein Podcast. Uh, until next time, we will see y'all. See y'all.